Everybody, be sure to listen later in the episode for a word from Riot Games. Riot Games, uh, the makers of League of Legends. And now on to episode number 196. Enjoy. Are you ready? Oh, yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. The force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious! Let's get started. Oh, Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gaming Hub. This is episode number 196. I'm your host, Tyler. Saying thank you so, so much for joining us. And with me, as always, our two co-hosts, Stephen and Graham. Guys, how's it going? How was your week? And uh, tell me something fun that happened. Who wants to go first? Uh, I can go first. Hi, right. Hi everyone. Stephen. Um, I, uh, I played some games. Played the rail. Played what? Railway Empire and The Witcher 3. I streamed a little bit of, of Railway Empire. I was looking for a sim game. I got tired of, like... There's, like, no good simulation games on the, the Xbox store. They're all, like, PC. And I wish I enjoyed PC more. I think I would enjoy playing that over everything else if I, like, was comfortable sitting at a computer for long periods of time. But I don't. But, uh... That game's pretty fun. Like, you, you, you know, you set up trains, as the name would imply. And you, like, have to manage um resources and stuff like that so you know that's pretty fun other than that like it was just getting ready for the school week uh i ended up like binging you on netflix actually like really good i i heard a lot of people talking about it but i was like i'm not really sure because i knew the people that were talking about it. i'm like eh, i don't know i'm gonna like this but i watched it and from like the moment i started uh it was you know addicting and i binged through season one and i'm on season two have any of you guys seen that show i'm not yet no, no. Oh, well, you guys should. Yeah, it's a. I have a list way too long. Stuff <laughs> I was I just going to say, I'll add it to my list. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so. like, and all these extra streaming services come out, and you see all these other great shows and programs, and it's like, it's just like video games. You just have a backlog. will continue on forever, and you just accept that you'll never watch everything or play everything, and you just chip at it. Yeah, that's kind of how it is. But now, you know, football's basically done. So on weekends, there's really no sports to watch. So I'm going to start watching some TV and get caught up on stuff. So And some movies. I, I do want to watch some, uh, some movies as well. I I finally got around to watching the first um, John Wick. Stephen was after me, like, forever to watch oh, the that. the first one, eh? Yeah, so... And, you know, I avoided it for the longest time for, for you know, what some people might consider a very dumb reason. But it, uh, but it's still valid to me, whatever. But anyway, I watched it. It was fun. It was good. And now I just need to get the second two, um, or the second and third one out of the way. And I've owned them forever and never watched it, which is the case with so many things. Out of the way, like it's a chore to watch those three amazing <laughs> It's movies. not a chore. It's just, you know, it's at, at this point it is out of the way because I have a list so damn long mm-hmm. that I just need to start crossing stuff off. It's, it's funny. Last, last night I actually watched... Um, the first Bad Boys movie, but I I was like I haven't watched a movie on a weekday a in a movie. very long time. Yeah. Actually, the movie has not aged well, and it wasn't that good. Really? Um, I thought it was funnier it, when I saw it a long time ago. It's very nineties now, it, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was not yeah. really good acting. Um, the explosions were Michael Bayish. Like Ooh. everything about that movie was Michael Bay. Um, I I, th- I was hoping for like a comedy. I should have watched Rush Hour because those movies still kind of hold up. Yeah, ah. I was like the action comes, but. 
the reason I brought that up was because I was going to rewatch John Wick and I was like, no, I'm going to wait till the weekend and I, I might binge them all back to back. Because it, it like takes place, all three movies take place like in the span of like a week or two, maybe. Okay. So it's like, yeah, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's all back to back. So it doesn't spoil anything. But yeah, uh, yeah I was like, I was ready to rewatch them. I watched them back in last year. I think when Parabellum came out. I rewatched the first two like right before, not mm-hmm. even realizing Parabellum was about to release digitally, and then I watched that movie obviously yeah. as soon as it came out. Yeah. Um, but it's time for a rewatch. Those movies are wonderful. Th- this weekend, my my non negotiables for TV watching, and Stephen will laugh when I say anything bad will happen for sure. But mm-hmm. as far as that goes, but uh, but no, I'm going to finish Mandalorian because I've been putting that off. So that'll be tomorrow, and then I also want to watch the first episodes of. Star Trek Picard and Curb Your Enthusiasm, which returned last weekend, and I heard it was freaking great. So I can't wait to watch it. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. So anyway, that I very in a roundabout way told you what I'm up to. Did so we, did we figure out if Picard was weekly or binge like? I, I think no. I think it is weekly. Yeah, I'm not sure because I'm pretty sure they released Star Trek Discovery in a um, week by week basis as well. Hmm. Because they want to keep you hooked, you know, and buying the service. You got so. week by week. You got to let us know, um, Graham. You're disappearing from the screen. Uh, you got to let us know if trip. those are are movies that like someone who hasn't seen much Star Trek would, or that TV show yeah. is something for someone who's only seen like the new movies with um, Chris Pine. Okay. My my guess movie, my guess is that with the Picard movies because there are a lot of cameos by actors and actresses that were in Next Gen right and and even one from Voyager etc. But my guess is that if you've seen the uh, the Next Gen movies, so what would it be Star Trek seven through nine? No, seven through ten. Um, you'd be just fine here. You wouldn't have need to see in the TV show like it wouldn't hurt. Um, but that's seven seasons of stuff. Um, it is, in my opinion, yeah, I get, no, it's up there. It's one of the very best Star Trek shows. I guess I would go Deep Space Nine as the I very best, but. I haven't seen any of those, so. Yeah, just definitely don't, if you ever do it, because they're all on Netflix, so it's, you know, whatever. But if you ever do it, they are, do not start with the original series because, man, it is so corny and it is not aged in uh, a good way in many different ways. Um, so yeah, the, the effects in that, like you think bad boys age badly, you go watch some of the old stuff and yeah. it, it's just awful. But anyway, grandma, anything fun, and exciting up in the, in the great North, even though I'm further North than you. Well, sticking with the theme of movies and TV shows, um, mm-hmm. when Stephen was talking about a comedy, I realized I did watch one called the good boys. Uh, How was that, that is the opposite of bad boys. Yeah, that's true. I never even thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really good. It had some really good humor to it. Uh, the story was like was uh, intriguing. And it was one of those movies where all the characters were like kind of good characters. Like you paid attention to what they were doing. And yeah, no, I thought it was a great movie. It's worth mm-hmm. watching. Definitely. Was it of... funny? Yes. In the way that fart jokes are funny, or is it funny in like other fashions? <laughs> like fart jokes are funny um no like is it like ted or you know any of the family guy stuff and this is the movie of like the junior high kids right or yeah yes yeah 
Okay. It's like, um, I'm trying to think of the movie, I can't think of right now, where he's drinking the, the booze out of the, the laundry detergent containers. I don't know. I, I don't know. And the Superman? With McLovin? Superbad. Superbad, yeah. Yeah, with it, It's kind of along those lines, yeah. except they're younger kids. Okay. So, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. If you it like was Superbad, a fun... They like played it. that trailer during the um, previews for... But right before um, Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood. And the, I thought the trailer was fantastic. It was super funny. But I also thought maybe this is the type of movie where all the funniest parts are here in the trailer. Yeah. So... No, it was, there was other funny parts. But yeah, no, some no. of the trailer did spoil it. Because I saw it when I went to go see It Chapter 2. I think that's okay. when they showed it. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, definitely worth checking out if you're looking for a bit of a laugh. Alright, so now that we've finished our TV and movie analysis for the week, um, let, let's just remind you real quick that we'd love to have you join the community, and to do that, you can either go over to thegaminghub.tv, from there you get links to like everything, um, but if you want to go individually, uh, we have a Facebook group um, on Facebook, the Gaming Hub Forums, we have Mixer, we'd love to have you join that, hit follow and spend some sparks. Mixer.com slash the underscore gaming underscore hub. It does help support the show a ton to just come hang out on the channel, spend sparks, spend embers if you so choose. We really appreciate that as well. That directly supports us as we get ready to attend events this year, like um, E3, which we'll be uh, submitting our credentials for in, what, two weeks, guys? And, and also some other events that we have goals to attend that we'll let you know more on as the year progresses. But... Embers do help a ton, so if you'd uh, like to do that, head on over to Twitter as well, uh, at GamingHubCast on Twitter. I almost said the old one, at GamingHubCast on Twitter. And finally, Patreon.com slash GamingHub. If you choose to support us, that helps out tremendously. Not just uh, help send us to events, but help uh, create more content, give uh, you know better product to the community, and help grow the community at the same time. So we do have some bonus episodes on there for you to listen to that uh, you get access to for as little as $2 per month. So, all right, guys. Let's uh, let's talk video games. And there was some news this week. Let's start on the side of Xbox, where if you are in the xCloud beta right now, or trial, whatever we're calling it, you have some new games to play. And... They are some good ones. You can get MCC, Halo MCC, you can get Destiny 2. Um, those kind of lead the charge there, but the entire list. Black Desert Online, Civilization 6, Destiny 2, Forza Motorsport 7, Halo, the Master Chief Collection, Sparklight, Superhot, The Surge, Tracks, the train, tra the train set game. And that, those are the games being added right now. Steven, you are an Android user, so you could download this today. And, sure. yeah. So, I know you're not a mobile guy. Any of these games stand out to you and say, yeah, it might be cool to try, like, while I'm sitting at school? Civ 6 would be cool. Yeah. Um, just, you know, one more turn. I wonder how late game's going to work. Because if you haven't played a Civilization game, you know, early on, there's not much going on. Especially because you can't see half the, uh, half the map. Yeah. Or more than that, you know. Uh, so you only you're only in your one little area, and so you can go through like turns like super fast. Like you can go through the first mm -hmm. fifty turns like speedily if you know what you're doing. Um, and even if you don't, like you can, you'll go through turns quite quick. 
um, while just while waiting. But then later mm-hmm. in the game, you know, when you, everyone is is visible because you've discovered the entire map, and everyone has armies of like thirty or forty people, uh, and and stuff, you know. And then, like, there's a bunch of cities. Like, that tends to slow the game down, uh, you know, quite a bit. Even if you're playing on a monster PC, you know. Especially, like, Mm. the more users, the more uh, civs that are in the game, right? So, I'm curious to see how xCloud will work with that game. Like, that is super interesting. And I'm definitely Mm. curious how the battery life will be on that, too. Especially playing that or, like, one of the Forza games or just any any of those games. Like, I want to know how they plan on making it so you can, you know, use your phone for mm-hmm. longer than you know two hours that's yep. what i'm curious about but i would like to try civilization yeah Graham, did you know that you can try project x cloud starting january 29th because you live in canada and uh, canada has access to it starting the 29th now there's another reason that you can't but that's a different story yes but and i was wondering like where what about that phone holder do anyone know where you could get that i think you can buy it online yeah, you can buy it online. I'm guessing places like Best Buy would have it too, like in the Xbox ex- like, uh, accessories. So yeah. it would it's like a, would be an Xbox one, not a third party one. My guess, well, there's probably third party ones that make it, but I would guess that you yeah. find it with the Xbox accessories in whatever store you're going to, like a Best Buy or even a yeah, GameStop. Because we'll I haven't about later. noticed like I've been into some EB games, and mm-hmm. like I haven't seen it on shelves, so I was just wondering. Like, how easy it would be to get my hands on this thing. Mm-hmm. But, but, for reasons why I don't have an Android, there's really no reason for me to have one yet. Even when the 29th comes. Cool. Yeah, and I don't know. I want I really want to try this, Graham. <laughs> I do. I, uh, I, I can't wait until they get it approved for, for iOS. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a thing where they don't have the tech to do it. It's there. There's a prototype app for iOS that's running and it works perfectly. This is all on the Apple side. Seeing yeah. it as competition for their game store. And they well, don't it's, want and that. Apple's got to give them permissions too. And Apple doesn't like giving yep. up their permissions. No, they do not. And, and in a lot of ways, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I, I do value the fact that Apple... It is one of the reasons I stay with Apple... Not that I have any reason to, to worry about it, but at the same time, Apple's pretty good about keeping your data secure. Like, yes. they don't share it. They don't give it away. So, you know, it's... Uh, I mean, there have been cases even where, like, authorities are trying to get into the phone and Apple won't give it up. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Um, so, Graham, when that day comes that you're on the run and they get your phone, you don't have to worry about it. That's why I have an iPhone. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. Flee the country. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's it's cool to see more games being offered. There's a pretty good collection of games already for uh, Project S Cloud, and and I know the returns from it at E3 were all pretty much positive. People liked it. People had a good time with it. It worked. So I know uh, it was one of the things that people came out of you know Fan Fest for on the Xbox side saying, "Hey, this is really good." So it's nice to see it continue to grow, and hopefully we get out of that sort of beta stage this year and into full launch. I'm guessing that'll happen sometime alongside the launch of the new box, which, now, uh, yeah, go ahead. The real question mm-hmm. is how does this compete with Stadia? I see everyone asking, yeah. that. does this end Stadia? Does it kill it? I don't um, know. I, I don't know that this is Stadia's biggest enemy. I think so far Stadia is Stadia's biggest enemy. And just in some of the things that they've done with launch, I know a lot of people are not excited about it. They're but, so new. I, f- I feel like they need 
at least a year. Mm-hmm. Because these other companies, they have, like, quite the advantage. Like, they've been dealing with this type of thing for a long time, and they're definitely more in the know than uh, Google Stadia, so... Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think give them enough time, and maybe they'll have some really good exclusives to bring people on board. Yeah. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Because we've talked about Stadia in the past on the show, and then off-air, and... You know, none of us has really felt this urge to try it or anything like that. And so what's the barrier? What do you guys think is the, the barrier to wanting to jump in on this? Is it is it a price thing? Is it the pricing model? Is it just that we already have consoles? What do you think it is? Well, the thing is with the Xbox, like we can play games that we already own on X through xCloud. But mm -hmm. all these Google Stadia, you, you'd have the, you got to buy the game again. Yep. So that's a big thing to me that is mm -hmm. a big turnoff. Because why would I buy it again to play this when I can use xCloud to play the same game and I don't have to buy it again? Yeah, yeah, and I have the consoles and mobile gaming doesn't interest me and taking my games on the road don't really because of the games I play right now. Yeah. But if I was a huge Destiny 2 player, I think I'd have been more likely to upgrade. Yeah. But, but also if I traveled more too. Like I don't travel... Um, besides to work in school, like, cause I just don't yeah. need to for sure. work or school. Uh, so I don't have any need to like, or want to play Xbox on the road. Cause I'm not on the road or play whatever game I'm playing on the road, you know? Um, and so like xCloud appeals to those people. Um, and I'm sure if you're playing, well, I feel like you probably need Wi-Fi. You can't like I, someone in chat said they played over Wi-Fi and they don't like it when they play over data, but it's not surprising cause you need high data to stream yep. these games sure smoothly mm -hmm. so you really can't even play on you know a road trip in the middle of nowhere right or even on the yeah. subway you know, like ho hotel wi-fi is not going to do it here i don't yeah. i don't think no you know so it's it, that's it, that's a barrier but i know i was talking to someone um back when pokemon sword like had just come out i was playing with someone and he said that like at work he was playing on his in his break period um, and he was playing Destiny 2 on his, like, really old computer. Um, mm -hmm. And it was, like, running perfectly. And I was like, that's mm -hmm. pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, but, yeah, I just, I don't have the the need to get into it right now. I, sure. I like the technology. Don't get me wrong. Like, I find mm -hmm. it fascinating. I just, it hasn't, like, I don't need to do that when I can just play on my, you know, Xbox, PlayStation, right. Switch, or PC. New year, new you, right? Well, it's also a time of change for the LCS. North America's official League of Legends Professional League. The 2020 season kicks off on January 25th at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on watch.lolesports.com. That's watch.lolesports.com. And there's never been a better time to become an LCS fan. You may be wondering, if I've never watched, will I have any idea what's going on? Well, don't worry. LCS hosts and casters will make sure you can follow all of the action. This will be an exciting start as the latest game update, Rise of the Elements, introduces permanent map and buff changes for the players to deal with. Plus, there's truly a team for anyone to root for. Maybe you want to see a classic like TSM Rise again, join Team Liquid to see if they can secure yet another championship title, or lean into your darker desires with one of the newest teams, Evil Geniuses. So are you ready for some League? Good, because there's even more this season to enjoy with Monday Night League joining the schedule. Catch the game Saturdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 
Sundays at noon Pacific time, and Monday Night League at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time on watch.lolesports.com, Twitch, or YouTube. Again, that's watch.lolesports.com, twitch.tv slash lcs, or youtube.com slash lolesports for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday Night League action. For, for me... For me, the appeal is, like, when I'm at work and I'm on lunch for an hour, I, you know, especially from a, like, sports game side of things, it's, like, the perfect amount of time to just play a game of, like, you know, um, MLB The Show 21 next year. Uh, hopefully that'll be part of it. And, or, you know, Madden or something like that. It's, it's just a perfect amount of time to just play a game and kind of just, you know, detach from work, which, you know, can can be good uh, to, to kind of get away in the middle of the day, um, not just physically, but mentally. And so that for me, that's the appeal of it. I, I, that's when I want it. And I don't take the bus or the subway or anything like that. So it's not like, you know, that would be something that there would be someplace that I would do it, but just that like middle of the day at work. And, but I know some people in our community, like we have, we have community members who bring their switch to work and like play it all day. I mean, I, I wish that <laughs> could happen. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, for, for people like that, it, this is great and it's perfect. And I, I just hope they get the, the iOS side, you know, worked out <laughs> with them so they can have it on there and have that app go live. So, yeah, but, yeah. what I, I'm curious. Cause when I was in the, when I was in the army, um, mm-hmm. we had a decent amount of downtime, like the phrase hurry up and wait, it's like definitely a thing. So we'd be waiting around and we'd all like clash of clans was our, our big thing. And like the, we each had our own like clan and we would, you know, play each other constantly and, you know, raid and do all that. What I forget what it, what it was actually called the raids, but that's what we did. Um, so we had like a blast, but it burned through battery life on the phone. Like I was curious if this stuff was out back in the day, like would we have all been playing like destiny two on our phone at work? Um, and the nice thing about Clash of Clans is kind of drop in, drop out. Like, it's only three, four-minute games rather than, you know, mm-hmm. a 30-minute strike. Uh, but it's still, like, cool that it could potentially be there. Um, yeah. And it was just something that came to me, like, just now. I was thinking back. But, yeah, yeah I, I'm interested to see what happens. I think Stadia is not – I asked the question, I'm going to answer now. Stadia is not dead. I, it doesn't – this doesn't kill it. Um, no. Let's see what happens. They're paying to make games timed exclusive on the Stadia. Uh, that strategy has not worked for some people in the past. Um, I'm thinking Rise of the Tomb Raider as yep. prime example number one, but it could have also been a case of that game released in a really dumb window. Yes. Um, really dumb. So it could be because it was the time, it could be because of the window. Who knows? Um, let's see how this works. I mean, it sucks. I hate timed exclusives, but... Mm-hmm. Yep. I get it from industry. and yep. it's not the worst thing that could happen. So I guess I'd rather, you know, unhappily take that than something else, you know. Right, for sure. So all right. Let's uh let's stick with Xbox here and talk about um someone who apparently found one of the new Series X consoles just chilling out laying around. Flying around. Yeah. So some pictures showed up on Twitter this week. Um, from a Twitter user who claims that I believe they claim they got the pictures from someone else and they were uh, of a Series X and it has the serial number on there all that type of thing they said they you know entered it on their account asked please don't ban me all that stuff 
But the most interesting thing, like, if this is true, we get to see a little bit of what, you know, uh, component-wise the box looks like. And, you know, we see the standard HDMI, but there's no, like, pass-through for HDMI this time around. So we're not seeing that. Um, obviously, the Ethernet power, all that type of thing. A couple of USBs. But uh, pretty straightforward. Thoughts, guys? I still think... I know a lot of people say this thing is, like, huge. I don't think it's all that big. It's just, well, it's thick. But that's about it. Yeah. The the way the pictures make it look, I'm curious how a disc is going to fit in there. Um, like, GameCube was so small, but they had separate-sized discs. Like, they were super tiny. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, like, how... Like, is that going to be the case here? I think that's... Well, I guess it's not a mistake since you can't really... Well, yeah, it will because of the, the, the whole backwards and forwards compatibility. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, I wonder if it'll be, like... Actually, the way the back makes it look is maybe it will, like, come up like the GameCube used to, and then you stick it in rather than it being an enter and exit disc drive. Like a tray? Yeah. Like, no, like the... I know you know what you're saying, a CD, yeah. Like an old CD player where the, the top comes up? Yeah. Oh, like, you stick think, it yeah. down into the, the, the little yeah. like, clicky hole? or I Yeah, know. I don't mm -hmm. think you do that. Uh, I think that's kind of a primitive design these days. Yeah. And honestly, though, Graham, I kind of wish it would come back because it's, you know, having the automatic... Well, it's one more thing that can break, you know? Honestly, um, I'm going to tell you right yeah. now. I bought uh, Bob's Burgers Collection. Great mm -hmm. show, by the way. And I guess the discs are maybe a little thicker than normal, Blu-ray. And I put them in my Xbox, and I went to eject it to change disc, and it got stuck in there. So really? I had to, like, pull it out with tweezers. And obviously, because I wanted to watch another disc, I put another one in there. And I'm worried when I get to the end of it that I'm going to have to do the same thing. So I might only get to watch each disc once and just damage it on the way out each <laughs> that, time. That might, that might be something where, like, something's stuck in there or something's, out of, you know, got moved around out of place or it just needs to, needs to be cleaned. Yeah. Because that might, know. it might be the residue from, um, you know, it just needs, it needs to, like, a, a cleaning in there because it might be just sticking on some of that stuff. I don't know. It's possible, but the thing is, it's really tight anyways, right? So it's hard to get anything mm -hmm. in there because it's got like a little little flap there that yeah. stops. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm fingers crossed that maybe it was just that disc and I won't have to go through it every time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, going back to the, the back of the, the case, because yeah. that's anyone that's watching on Mixer can see mm -hmm. it. And you can see it on YouTube later, episode 186, mm -hmm. obviously. Uh, um, there's, uh, there's not that many ports. Um, no. And it says no. that it's a you know prototype not for sale like people i saw people like complaining about the lack of you know there's no hdmi in like or hdmi out like they're not separate there's just one hdmi slot and does that mean we can't watch tv like that's kind of a cool feature that i used to use back when i had cable yeah um, same here and like what's the the long like flat part I, you know these are all the questions there's only two usb ports uh the one x has at least three um, I bet there's one on like the side though, or the front. I, yeah, I don't know. If this be is the there's definitely one in the front. But I, I think this is probably more likely like a prototype box or a dev kit, even for yeah. someone that like, like the some cleaner or some someone maintenance wise got a picture of uh, during you know non working hours and then posted it online. Like mm -hmm. I don't think the person that actually owns this Xbox uh, is the one that leaked the photos. Because no. they'd get in massive. They'd be dumb, and I don't think they're that dumb. Because they'd be fired. Be really dumb to do that. Yeah, you, you, there'd be massive consequences. 
Because if this is real, they've already looked up the serial number to see who that got assigned to, you know? And that person is not allowed to bring it on the road anymore. Um, And this could also be an office. Um, It could. Yeah, it certainly could. So, you know, it sucks that, you know, people are so desperate to leak stuff and get it on social media that... You know, people have to be terrified. Like, I would be, if I worked at Microsoft and had one of these things, like, it'd be so exciting and cool, but at the same time, I'd be absolutely terrified. Yeah. At oh, a return. Yeah. That somebody will leak it. And yeah. Lose your job over it. I'd have a safe in my office and that damn or, thing would be yeah. locked in there the moment I left. Even to go to the bathroom. Yeah, even to go to the bathroom, it's going to the safe. <laughs> you know? Or it's coming with. You know, one <laughs> or the other. It's like in high, you know, in high school when they, when they have you take, like, the... Cabbage Patch doll or the egg, you know, to terrify you into not having children right away. You know, and you have to, like, carry it around for a week. Did you guys have to do that ever? No. I oh. never, but I know people who did. So, you, Graham, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Steven, people know, do yes, it back I know what you're talking okay. about. I've seen television. Yes, I know. The Bag I've seen flower. television? Yeah, The Bag of Flower. There you go. So, I, I, I would kind of treat it like that. It goes everywhere. Yeah. And that's it. So, anyway... But uh, I don't know. I I still not sold that this is actually legit. But uh, yeah, I'm not either. Um, yeah. n- nothing stands out, kit. which is a problem. But this is a dev kit, so I'm gonna hold my judgment until we actually see the damn mm-hmm. box. At hope, hopefully soon, two months maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're gonna wait till E3. Cause I almost said at E3. We'll see it at yeah. E3 for sure. Oh, we'll see it. There. But. I think we'll see it before then. It's going to be interesting. I bet they do the tech reveal in May. Game well, with all the rumors engine. swirling about the PlayStation 5 reveal, they might not be long after that. Well, you... if, if that mid-February thing is real, we're going to hear real soon. I, be, you know, I believe it. There's been probably 10 different rumors that are very close to the same. Right, but Graham, every time I hear a PlayStation rumor, I have to stop and ask, like, is this a real rumor that people heard from sources, or is this fans just really wanting this to yeah, be Yeah, Graham, they, they take one rumor, and then they just repeat it in a different way. Yeah, because they, they change it just a little bit. They just but, want it to be true so bad. that Or they, you know, like, steal the design from someone that designed the yeah. PS5 in Dreams. And I think we're going to see a reveal next month. I, for you know, PS5, probably. Yeah. That's my You're probably right, but now, it might be later. On, on to a new segment called Stephen's Conspiracy Theories. Yeah. Um, this week, what is the likelihood that Xbox leaked this to get fan feedback um, to, like, you know, <laughs> test the waters, as it were? Yeah, that's a good good thought. I Because it's not too late to add anything in last second now. No, you could probably yeah. add some ports without having yeah. to change too much. Right. But that But pretty soon it is going to be too late. To do that, you know, and so, yeah, you, there might be something to that. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised that there's a lot of gamesmanship that goes on during console launch years. And, yeah, I could see that. I doubt it because, I, I, like I said, I still think it's about 70% this isn't real. But, yeah, you know, I, it's possible. Yeah, I think the most likely conspiracy theory would be Microsoft leaked the price early, like before mm-hmm. Sony launches. Then Sony goes, and and then we see the feedback, and like then then they adapt from there. Well, do you remember back in 2013, the the conspiracy was that the theory was that Xbox went on Sunday, and or no Monday morning, they went or like midday, it was uh, Central Time midday, 
and they had their briefing. They announced the price at, at $500. And then the conspiracy theory was that Sony huddled up and changed uh, yes. the price from 500 to 400 before that night. I actually got caught up in that at the time, but that that, that was back in my Xbox fanboy days. And Small now... the change of price. Well, now when you look at it, like, realistically, take the emotion out of it and step back. Like, those presentations and everything are done and put to bed and locked down. Oh, like, yeah. at most, or at least a week before they go you know there might be little uh, tiny changes made in the last little bit and no dude i i'm telling you now there was not a change in price in, in those no, five i don't think there was for that everything. either like you can't change that but stuff. there are things that can be changed last second and big things. sure i don't think it's just small changes that can be made i do i don't think that conspiracy theory holds any water but mm-hmm. um but i think for the most part these things are pretty locked down like they've they've got the studios in that they're going to showcase, they because there's so much that goes into like getting people in. When are we going to show your game? You know, around who, before sure. who, after who? You know, the and these don't change could all that. Easily be changed at the last minute. Without yeah, but do you know the levels? But not easily though, because do you know the levels of approval they have to go through, corporate and on a corporate level to to make that happen, and to to reduce the price by twenty percent in a matter of hours, like that is. There's a lot of signatures that are going to be and approvals are going to be needed for that. So I just, you know, I, I don't think it's true. I know we're getting way off track here. But, you know, so I think a lot of the conspiracy theories in video games come back to, like, the emotion of it, which is cool. Like, that's fun. But uh, but I think it's more the emotion of it than, than looking at it, you know, from a realistic logistical standpoint. So anyway. I you know I, do you get do you hope are you happy with it if this is the way it is like if this is what it is are you cool with that no 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 I'm not okay how come what what what's missing another HDMI port and like so you want two, the pass through two more okay. um, USBs yeah I think I for sure wanted to have more USBs um, I feel like a lack of USBs as well because dude half of when I had the original Xbox both USB ports were filled up by external hard drives. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sucked when I had like to plug, um, my controller in or one of them was the controller charger and one of them was the, the USB or the extra external hard drive. But I bought a small, like if I wanted to upgrade, I'd have to buy another one and then I'm, I'm, you know, SOL as, yeah. so yeah, definitely more of those. And there's, I mean, it's easily possible that there's some on a different side that we didn't see. Because they didn't really yep. show the tops or bottoms. The front uh, will have Or the other one. two sides. They've always had one on the front forever. I don't think the HDMI pass-through is going to be there this time. That's just Why? Me. I got a feeling um, you're right, too. Why Tyler. take out features that are so, like... it's It has to be in the UI because they had it this time. Like, unless because, they yeah. built all new UI. Maybe. But the that tech was built around Connect mostly. And I think that they're just trying to... Go away from it. Plus, they have the data on who uses it and who doesn't. And I would venture to guess that it's a pretty small minority of people who actually use it. Because just because, you know, cable use, like actually having a cable box is going way, way down. So, yeah, especially in the market that they're. Too. Right, I know. I once used it for to run my PC through my Xbox player. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just don't expect to see it this time around. Like, it doesn't exist on PS4, does it? And, and I, I just don't. Yes, it does. It does? Well, 
Not the pass-through. Never mind. They might have... No, no. PSVR has its own box that has yeah. the extra thing. Right. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that we should hold it against Xbox for not having it. Um, But I, I just don't see it this time around. So... Um, and plus, it's going to help keep costs a little bit lower. And I think they're trying to, to to offer a really powerful box for a really competitive price. And so I can see it not being there. But I agree with you on the USBs. I think there needs to be a lot more. Maybe not a lot, but like there should be like three or four because most people are going to use one automatically for an external hard drive. So anyway. All right. Let's continue on to some more bad news. I wish this had just come out last week so we could have been done with it all at one time. But Dying Light 2 is also delayed. One of the most impressive games in my eyes at E3 last year. Mine too. Yep. This is a super ambitious game, and I'm actually totally okay with this. Because Techland is known for releasing games that are, shall we say, buggy. And buggy enough to give Bethesda a run. But... I'm okay with them just taking their time. Get this right. This game looks so cool in so many ways. And they're doing so much stuff that's innovative and awesome. I don't want to see them come up short because they rushed it. So I'm totally okay with this. What do you guys think? Yeah. Um, this game's a year away now. At minimum. Yep. Probably two. Uh, yes. But, I mean, all the stuff they talked about when we saw it at E3, like, it was amazing. I loved everything mm-hmm. they were going to do. Uh, with the whole, like, you know, we're finally going to get where actions have consequences and, you know, you might not see it right away. And there's not mm-hmm. been many games that have done that. Yep. The Witcher 3 is, like, the only one I can think of that really stands out as doing it successfully. So everything they wanted to do, I didn't even think it was realistic to come out on this this hardware. I didn't either. Um, so I, di- I actually didn't think it was coming, especially since they never had the, the release date down. It was just a window. Window. Which made me think delay inevitable. And then, yeah. So, I'm excited to see it at maybe this E3 and potentially the following. I want um, to see it again this year, and I'm I'm hoping I, we get a chance to. I think more likely is we won't see it this E3, um, but we will next C 3 Okay. But they might be they might be here at this E3. You never know, but, like, I, I think Cyberpunk will be here at this E3. But I feel like, like it depends what they need to do. Unless they have a new demo to show. I don't know. But I, I didn't expect this. To come out, but now we have really nothing this this year <laughs> at all. So yay for us! But well, we'll get we'll get stuff. There, I promise, there's stuff coming this fall that we don't know about yet. So we'll we'll get it. It's just this spring now kind of sucks. So anyway, Grandma, you know one of the things I loved about this game, and I know you walked away super impressed, was like there are old sections of the map that you will either get to play or not play at all based on choices that you make. Yeah. And I, I, I don't remember seeing that in other games. And, and the first time we saw Dying Light 2, we saw Dying Light 2 the, for the first time at, um, was it E3, E3 of right. 18? Yeah. It was E3 of 18, and it looked super impressive there. And they talked about choices influencing the game and, and changing the story as you go. And I know we all love that idea back then, but then we got to actually go in one of those demos and see it, and see what that looks like, and it was super cool. Graham, what were, what were your favorite parts of it? Uh, well, my favorite part was, like you mentioned, where you make choices, and like you pick what factions you want to like join with or go against, and it just changes the whole outcome. 
and like I said, some areas are only accessible with like if you do certain things like drain water mm-hmm. in areas yeah. or or whatever else, right? Uh, so no, I really like that, and it just gives the game so much replayability. Mm-hmm. So like to me, that's why it seems like this is delayed because it's just super ambitious, and some people think that it won't be out till the next gen, which they said they're not making games specific for that for a year or two down the road after it's out. So that's going to push it pretty far down the line. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm okay with that. If that's what they need to make this game and games so ambitious, this, it seems like it does need the computing power. So sure. Yeah. Take your it's time. It's not that far down the line though. 10 months away. Yeah. For awesome. the new consoles. Yeah. Yeah. But I see Dying Light 2 now I mean, as a, a year fall. After the yeah, I see it as a fall 21, spring 22 release now. Because they they put, usually when you get a delay, it's like, hey, we're really sorry. We need to put a little more time into this so we make the best game possible for you, blah, blah, blah. You know, and it ends up, they give you a new window at the end of that. You know, if not a new date. And there was nothing like that this time. Like, there's no window, no date, no anything. It's just, you know, we'll kind of let you know when it's ready. I think and it'll be an 18 to 24 month window, maybe 12, too. but I think that's unrealistic. I agree. So you're, so you're thinking the same thing I am. So fall next year into spring of 22, yeah. I, that's kind of where I'm at too. Because if it was coming earlier than that, they would have said, mm-hmm. like, we're hoping for an early release, but they it, didn't give a window at all. I also think at this point, I wonder if the conversation was had that's like, if we're going to delay this, should we just build it for the new gen? And... I'm I'm all for that because I think they need that type of power to make what they want to do a reality. So I'm good with it and take your time, get it right. Like I said, one of the most impressive demos I saw. Remember, we were raving about this. Like so many people weren't talking about Dying Light at all coming out of E3. And I remember we kept going on about it being like, guys, don't sleep on this game. This game looks super good. So it still does. I still have faith in them to get that. What they're trying to do is awesome. Take your time, get it right. All right. So, Xbox Adaptive uh, Controller. So, we're sticking with Xbox a little bit longer. And this is kind of a cool story. So, someone took an Xbox Adaptive Controller and made it Nintendo Switch compatible. Now, it wasn't manufactured this way. It wasn't built that way. But someone took it and uh, and made it um, for someone to use, and they, they're they playing Breath of the Wild with it, and it looks super cool. It's all lit up and green and all this stuff. Guys, uh, just kind of a feel-good story, right? Yeah, great story. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Rory Steele made it at Jersey IT Guy mm-hmm. on Twitter cool. uh, for his daughter, yeah. and it's pretty awesome that she could play Breath of the Wild. And that, that's, like, one of the really cool things. Like, when the adaptive controller came out, remember the, you know, the sappy commercial of... The kids running down and celebrating the other kid that like yep. succeeding and playing and beating a game. Such a cool and then, controller. I, I, yeah, the controller is like awesome. I love that Microsoft made this. I love that they made it. They they did make it available to be used on other consoles, but none of yep. the other consoles has taken them up. But it's yep. good to see that at least somebody, you know, made it and adapted it, and hopefully, you know, someone could get his expertise and. I don't know, kickstart something to where they can take the design and make more of these for people. Yeah. 
like he was saying it was like a prototype and his plan is like to redo it so like all the wires are hidden so basically yep. it's like a controller on top of the xbox mm -hmm. adaptive one yep. and you just map all the buttons so the, th the thing is like just a monstrosity it is together it's huge but like it was basically it was just seeing if he can make it work and then he's like okay mm -hmm. after i get this then i'll like hide all these wires because you just see all those wires just being like mm -hmm. caught on stuff and if you got pets obviously cats are going to play with it because that's what they yeah. do you ruin all your wires uh but yeah it's it's great to see that he did that and like xbox made something so you can make other devices go with it as long as you know what you're doing and you can map the buttons so yeah it was it was great to see and picked a great game breath of the wild well i was gonna say graham first of all i think like this is a version of many Xbox executives' dreams coming true where someone's playing Breath of the Wild using an, an Xbox controller. <laughs> um, but same time, a little bit of props to Microsoft here for not coming in with the legal hammer and uh, doing anything like that. They just... How, I don't understand how they would, but... I know, but... It's more by, Nintendo. Right, but neither of them doing that. And... And uh, I think they both deserve credit for just being like, this is a really cool story. Let's just let it be that. And um, because we've seen things in the past where others would say, no, you can't use your our hardware on your thing or your hardware on our thing or your, you know, whatever. So um, also good to, to see that too. So, all right. Credit's a bit strong, but I get your point. Sure. So... Destiny 2. And we haven't played this game for a while. Steven, you're the biggest... I would say you liked the game the most. I shouldn't say the biggest fan. You liked it the most. And I liked the game the least. You did. That is correct. <laughs> the, it's a fun game. Um, mm -hmm. I, there's just some things. And I know over time now it's gotten way better. And they've added stuff on. But it, it's hard to keep me once, once you lose me. When there's so much other stuff. Yep. But what, what made them lose you? The repetitiveness. Um, okay. Like, the enemies seem like <laughs> the same. The levels seem pretty generic. But, um, and I, I wasn't into the whole raid thing. I know that's a whole niche of people that love that thing. Um, they've been playing it since the first Destiny, and I never played mm -hmm. first Destiny. So, uh, yeah, no, it's good. I'm glad to see that it's still being supported, and... It's got a huge fan base, so there's no reason for them to stop now. Steven, did you get the Bastion Fusion Rifle? Uh, I did not, because I haven't bought the new uh, expansion. Shadow Keep, yeah. I think it is. Um, I played Forsaken, and I beat. I finally beat it like right before Shadow Keep came out, but I was like, I have no one to really play with. It's fun playing on your own, I guess, but I kind of like doing the raids and the strikes, and I guess I could, and... I don't know, I just fell so far behind that I just was like, eh. Mm -hmm. So know. your thoughts, though, because these new events now have end rewards that, you know, are guns or actual, actual things to use in the game, but you can only get them if you do this, and if you miss it, you're never going to get it. Yeah, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't like that. So Paul Tassi of Forbes wrote an article about... Um, Bast or Bastion and Destiny 2's puzzle thing, and it's one obvious flaw, and that is, like, it's timed. Uh, if you're not there, 
in that like two week window, like you lose out on lore um, and other things. And I'm still not sure if you can't get the gun, but if that's the case, like that really, really, really sucks. Um, and actually, you can still get the gun, but you can't get the uh, the anti barrier weapon mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. So. Like, you know, that sucks for anyone that's, like, on the road. Like, say they're on the road in the two-week window and they can't play Destiny 2 or whatever reason they're not playing. Like, it sucks for them that they're not going to be able to get, you know, the gun. And like someone just said in chat, some people have lives. Yeah, some people can't be playing all the time. Like, kids, and they like playing whenever they get the opportunity, but they may not, they may have to take a week or two off. Like, I don't know. Timed exclusive stuff is... And or you know locked in a certain where uh, barrier is really shitty to me. Like I don't mind if it's cosmetics. Like if you had a if Bastion had its own exclusive skin for doing it in this time. Like that's cool. Like you played during that, and so now yeah. you get that skin. Like that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you can't play and you can't get the best part of the new gun, and you miss out on the lore and stuff, like that's pretty shitty. So that's yeah. my thoughts. Okay. So I, I look at it just slightly differently. I can totally hear what you're saying. And, and I do agree. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who's played Ultimate Team for a long time, and, you know, I'm, I'm used to the timed events. Now, here's the difference, though. So, yes, there are in Ultimate Team, like, some players that you can get only for, you know, the, like, those cards are rewarded through limited time events. However... After that event is over, you can go into the auction house and buy it from someone else if you want it. And it's just, you're just going to play super, or pay a super inflated price. But so, so it's still available afterwards. So there is a difference. And, you know, I don't know. I'm just a little more conditioned to be used to these types of events. But that doesn't make them right for everyone that plays the game. And I think especially in a game like Destiny, you know... I know they're trying to play on the the whole FOMO effect with people, but at the same time, you know, because they want you to just keep playing the game. But at the same time, you got to make it so that people don't get discouraged because they they feel like they have to play every day or every week to get something. So, and, and people in chat are saying like, you know, um, they might stop playing the game because of this if uh, if they did play it. So, I don't know. Graham, your thoughts? Yeah, this time exclusive and locked under same period like this guy said they do have lives or something might come up a medical something serious mm-hmm. and they might be like hardcore into this game and then mm-hmm. obviously they're going to leave the game for this reason and the fact that lore like lore is attached to it mm-hmm. that is huge and it's it's not necessary like you're not losing people and you need to do these things you're going to lose more people doing this so I, I don't understand it. I know sometimes companies make bad decisions and they yeah. quickly regret it. Um, we're not going to go. If, you don't need to think too hard to come up with examples of that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it, it sucks. And if I was in this situation, I would be upset for sure. Sure. And I can see why they're getting a little bit of backlash. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they do something about this. Yeah, because in, fir- er, in Vanilla Destiny 2, with the first raid... There was one specific uh, special weapon. I think it was called Cold Fusion, but I could be wrong. But basically, it shot like an ice beam type of type of thing, and it was the most effective way of taking out the uh, the raid boss. Mm-hmm. So if if that weapon was ex- timed exclusive, anyone that did not get it in that window 
is basically like SOL because every other weapon was bad at taking them out. Like besides rockets, or it wasn't. No, no, it was a. Uh, it wasn't a special. It was like the the middle one, the one that used the special ammo but not heavy. I think it was the special one, oh, yeah, not yeah. a heavy one. Yes, yep, yep, yep. So that sucks. If you can't use the the weapon that's like basically designed to take the raid boss out, you're locked out of more content and the mm. raid boss is how you get the best drops so then you're locked out of further content and it's just a vicious cycle if you don't actually like understand the consequences of doing this sort of thing because you can mess with the meta and you can make it unplayable for certain amounts of people mm-hmm. oh no you're absolutely right so uh, and that's a good point and you know the, the other thing because I'm, I'm talking myself out of my ultimate team argument at this point um <laughs> but uh i was sitting here thinking i'm like no that's, that's actually not as good of analogies as I originally thought because, you know, the, the other thing too is in uh, Ultimate Team, like that's one mode in the game of whatever game I'm playing. And whereas with Destiny, I mean, you're either doing the strikes or the raids or the or the um, PvP, but it all kind of works together, you know, and, and none of them are really exclusive to each other. So it, it does affect your experience in the game when you do this or when you you know, prevent, yeah, I shouldn't say prevent, but make it so people have to play it religiously to get everything. And I know people, though, that, like, took pride in the fact that in Destiny 1, they collected every single weapon and thing that was there. And you're just messing with those people at this point when you have things like this, because now you're like, they're gonna people are going to lose jobs because they're staying up till four in the morning doing this crap. But anyway. Skins, man. Make them exclusive skins. Yes. Timed skins. Timed exactly. ships. You can make time ships yep. because who gives a shit what ship you're wear, like using, like, or the whatever they're called the the speeder thingies. Yeah, yep. yeah. There's like a gazillion things you could do, and you make it yep. time like exclusive, not weapon, but part up to the weapon. Because now, yeah, if I was interested in going back, say Shadow Keep goes on sale, but I now know this, why would I do that? Because I can't even get. I don't know how good Bastion is in the whatever meta we are in mm-hmm. Destiny Two, if it even has metas, mm-hmm. but. There's the possibility in knowing that if that's an effective thing and I can't use it, like, why even try? Yep. Because there's a million other things that could be playing. No, absolutely. So, all right, guys. Let's end. Uh, well, we're not ending news, but um, second to last thing, let's go to some good news. And uh, especially for me. Uh, according to reports, a new Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic game has been greenlit by EA. And... You know, I think you can file this in the content of, like, no shit. But, because I think we all kind of knew that this was probably going to happen. And there's been a lot of chatter of this for a long time. But we're, we're actually hearing just a tidbit more on it. So, one report said it's going to be basically a remake. Full-on remake. And uh, another one said, no, it's going to play more like a sequel. So, question, which would you prefer, gentlemen... The remake or the sequel, Graham, pretend you're a huge Star Wars fan and answer this. You know, I can say remake because people have loved the original and, like, obviously it's not age well because it's a lot older game. So I think that would make people happy. Um, And that way, because they have the fan base, people love it. It was Mm -hmm. a great game. Some people say it's the best Star Wars game ever. So, yep. if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Okay. Good enough, Steven? Absolutely, 100% remake the game. 
Okay. Uh, the Revan story is absolutely amazing. I've read the book written by Drew Carpetian, the writer for Dice mm-hmm. of the Old Republic, and for the Old Republic Star Wars game. The Revan stuff in the Old Republic, the expansions were awesome. I loved it. I'm, I think I'm the only one that ever played any of the Knights of the Old Republic or the Old Republic games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I absolutely love the series. Great RPG. It's one of the first RPGs I ever played. I was terrible at it. I didn't understand half of it, but I was still having mm-hmm. fun. And, like, I think I replayed the first level because I couldn't get out of the second level, like, a million times because I was really young. <laughs> it was on the OG Xbox. Yeah. Uh, but, no, fantastic game. Fantastic story. I, what I'd worry about is, is um, them succeeding in, like, making the story as good as it was back back then. Mm-hmm. I actually liked it quite a bit. And I know they want to get into the lore. Give me everything. Remake it. New systems. Uh, but make it better. And yeah, I'd play the whole ever loving crap out of the game. Yeah. yeah give me that. So for I need me, it. <laughs> so for me, um, I'm actually going to go a different route. I'm going to say reboot rather than remake. And Steven, it's mostly for the reason you just said, I, I think if you're trying to recreate that title that everybody loves so much, it's just going to end in a lot of people being pissed off. And you know, imagine that with the Star Wars community. But I think uh, I think you reboot it. Everything you do now is canon, so I think you stay true to the character. You stay true to um, the the time and and all that stuff. But give yourself the the latitude to do some things a little bit differently and not be completely bound to what the first game was. That's that's my thought, and I, I think that might you know get the job done in terms of like. Still, you know, being true to the character and uh, and the world that, you know, created during that part of the timeline, but but being able to do different things. Kind of like the, you know, Star Trek, the new ones, where they, they uh, got rid of the Planet Vulcan, so it kind of, you know, reset the whole entire timeline. And now they can do what they want. But, I don't know. I'm kind of a fan of just doing the reboot rather than the, the pure remake. Well, if you kept the overarching story and then changed everything else, like yeah, um, the Revan storyline yes. is amazing, then fine. Yeah, like I said, be true to the, the core story and the core character, but but give yourself the latitude to do thing, little things a little bit differently. you know. And I think that that's the win-win for everybody. And granted, there's still going to be fans that are pissed, right? That's always going to be the case, especially with this franchise. It's the way it is. So, would but, you get over your hatred of RPGs to actually, like, play this game? I don't hate RPGs. I just... Okay, I hate certain them. elements of RPGs. <laughs> I do hate certain elements of RPGs. Not and all lie. the elements that I know you hate are the elements that are in Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic but, but the answer is yes, I would. Because it's a canon story that, you know, um, I, I absolutely want to want to take part in and do. All right. Yeah, 100%. Remember, we've talked about this. Like, I asked if it was worth going and playing because it's backwards compatible, right? And I have it. Like, is it worth going back and playing? Does it does it age well? I remember asking that. And, you, and I remember you saying this was off air. You said not really. Um, yeah, it works better on the Xbox backwards compat than PC. That's yeah. True. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I still might go give it a go at some point. I'm not does sure. Does that mean you're beating Jedi Fallen Order soon? Oh, man. That's a whole other topic for another time. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I want to love that game so much, so much, but I don't know. I think you and I are about the same. Or you're a little further than no, I am, I'm right? I'm way ahead of you. You're way ahead of me? Okay. 
So, yes, but I am going to go back to it, I promise. And I just, yeah. I just need to figure out what I'm doing wrong in this one part. But it's really turned me off to the point that I've almost walked away from it completely. So, anyway. Or I have walked away from it completely. So, yeah. But we have a new Knights of the Republic game on the way. At some point. Yeah. On, but it's on the way. We least on the way. Steve, let's turn it over to you for our uh, quick time event. New stories for uh, And Boy, do we have a lot. Yeah. All right, so first up is that we got two new non-mainline Kingdom Heart games on the way. One's mobile. They just announced it. Um, the next one hopefully is coming at some point soon. We'll hear something. Uh, the next main Kingdom Hearts game will be a while away, which sucks. Uh, we have got four new games coming to Game Pass this month. Uh, Plague Tale Innocence and Indivisible came on yesterday on the 23rd. And then we got Seasaw and Fishing Sim World Pro Tour on the 30th. Uh, Wasteland Remastered. Comes out February 25th on PC and Xbox and Game Pass uh, to set you up for Wasteland 3, which is coming May 19th. Uh, we got Devolver Digital teased a Hotline Miami collection for the Xbox on their Twitter, so interested to see if that's ever coming. I know a lot of people like that game. Uh, if you're a fan of Untitled Goose Game and the devil that is the goose... <laughs> uh, there might be a Lego set coming if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, you can vote on it. It's one of those like fan submission things that you know give a Lego set, but that, that could be possible. And finally, uh, hidden, but it, I did see it, Alan Wake is back on the Xbox Store. They, they fixed their, their stuff. Actually, not finally, but it is back on the Xbox Store. You can now buy it again. The music yeah. licensing thing got fixed. That's what I was say. That was the issue, right? Yep. Yep. And now, finally... Uh, Splinters, a new Splinter Cell confirmed. Not really, though, unfortunately. But the Rainbow Six creative director has rejoined uh, Ubisoft in a bigger capacity. He was the creative de- director for the last two Splinter Cell games. So mm-hmm. let's see what's happened. It's Maxime Belland. Uh, interesting, interesting timing. Maybe, maybe we'll see some will, uh, new Splinter Cell. Will Fire? this be the year that people's dreams come true at E3? And you finally get it. Announced. I'm not going to say yes because, you know. Yeah. All right. Which one is most likely Splinter Cell, the new skate game, or Fable? Fable tough. and Splinter Cell are tied. Okay. And skate is at the very, 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 very bottom. Okay. Graham? Like to. Um, well, I really like skate. So, <laughs> yeah, pick like one. Which one's one. most likely? Fable. It's not which one you like most. It's yeah. which one's most likely. Yeah, well, I would like to see Skate, but I'm going to go Fable. I'd like to see a million dollars on this table, but I'm not going to have any. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Tyler, what's your answer? I think Fable's the most likely by far. So, that's just me. I'd like to say by far, but. I do. I just think it's. I, I think everything we've seen suggests that it's. Fairly far into development at this point. It's not coming out this year, but next year. So, all right. How about some questions? All right. What do we got? Two times asked, do you think Nintendo will release <clears throat> Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 and a Nintendo Switch Pro this year? No. No, and maybe yes. I don't know on the second one. No on Breath of the Wild 2, probably on, on Switch Pro. Yeah. I'm with Steven on this one. Breath of Wild 2, not quite yet, but very, very good chance there's going to be a Switch Pro, especially competing with 
like not directly competing, but Xbox got new consoles, PlayStation got new consoles. So it, not specifically for the console war, but just to be out there with the big boys. I think if they do it, they need to do it over the summer. That's no, probably when don't wait do for it. the fall. So yeah, I don't see them doing mm-hmm. fall. Okay. Cool. What else we got? All right, uh, Phoenix asked, are there any games you are looking forward to coming out this year but are worried slash nervous about pre-ordering due to letdowns and waste of money? All Cough of them. them. All of them. I don't know. You guys have anything to say out to you? Well, the only game that's still around in the spring window is Watch Dogs 3, so I guess that wins by default. Yeah, I got Doom as well, I guess, but... Well, it's already been delayed once. And yeah. I don't know. The game looks really, really cool. I just, mm. I don't know. I'm not super worried about that one because I, well, but I don't, I don't think Doom was a letdown in the past year. Yeah. If we're talking this year, I'm not going to pre-order Avengers until we actually see reviews on it. Yeah, I'm not pre-ordering Avengers. As much as the game looks better and better every time they show it, I just kind of want to wait and see on it. I, yeah, there's me. nothing I'm really worried about either. Because mm-hmm. uh, I just don't pre-order games because there's no benefit anymore. Every, everything we could make an argument about being worried about has already gotten delayed. Yeah. So, yeah, so exactly. I'm going to say Watch Dogs 3 wins by default just because mm-hmm. it's the only game still coming out that's not Doom. That hasn't already been delayed. Yeah, that's fair. All right, what else? All right. Uh, KC says, with the rumors of a Knights of the Old Republic remake, if you could remake any game, what would it be, and how would you remake it? Hmm. Graham, you got anything on this one? Uh, not right at the moment. A game remake. Yeah. Either one of you guys? I mean, I guess maybe. Does Fable count? Yeah, it does, I guess. Um, maybe a Bioshock? I don't know. I feel like... Um, I, I Although I just don't know how much you could do... How much you could make it better by remaking it. It's just better graphics, I guess. But the game is so cool and has... I mean, the, the shooting could be improved a little bit, sure. But the, the game is so cool and the, the environment is awesome. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a tough about, one. I'm going to get mine... Well, if you have one, Graham. Super Mario World. Mm. Don't we get a new one of those every year? Well, they're not like not quite, but yeah, they're like different types. But like a one with Mario and Luigi and Yoshi and didn't we just get one last year? That was a well, it was the Wii U port. But oh, you know what? I have an answer. Go do yours first. Well, um, you mean like see. the paper one or something? It was no. I mean the new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe thing, or is that a different game? I don't know. I've never played Super Mario World. Oh yeah, that was like. A... Yeah, that's kind of like that, but a, a newer one. Yeah, Super mm. I want Lost Odyssey, a sequel, a remake. I don't care. Give it to me. It was the best RPG of last year, or last gen, um, with some of the coolest, like, side stories. And, and like, the main story was kind of garbage, but everything else was mm. awesome. Give right. that to me. I need it. I need it. All right, you want, you want my answer now? Because I think this is a good one. I want mm. Wii Sports Wii remade for the Switch. Oh, yeah. We were just talking yep. about that. <laughs> That's so why you I stole came to my me. answer because I forgot. <laughs> That's why it came to me because we were talking about it. But yeah, like how awesome would that be? And I wonder if they're not doing those types of games because people who exclusively play um, handheld, portable, 
would have a tougher time playing it. I so sucks for them. Yeah. I don't know, Graham. Would you get it? I yeah, probably. Yes, you would. Come on, you first of all, you buy every Switch game there is, and sometimes three times. Yes, I would get it. Yes. Yeah, people that play it handheld could do it. They just set it up with the tabletop mode and yeah. untach the things, and then they can play that way. Sure, they're fine. Give yeah. that to us. Yeah, At least, I, like. Switch Sports. What, Nintendo, I, are you allergic to money? I lose my Switch three times a year, and I'm telling you right now, I would buy it on day one. If they if they yeah. release that title again. Just saying. Alright, what else we got? Uh, last one? Sure. Xbox Toss says, seeing the current collection of Game Pass games and Microsoft's promise to put all first-party games on the service, do you think Game Pass will influence people to buy the next-gen Xbox? Yeah. Uh, I, I, think, I think it's the opposite. You, you do you? Okay. Yeah, well, I, I think, see where you're going with that. Yep. Go ahead. I think there's um, a likelihood that it's going to keep people from buying the new Xbox right away, especially with the the uh, rumors of Ford compatibility. So, but like yeah. we're thinking, people that don't even own an Xbox, like, does this make it more appealing to buy like an Xbox? And I would say yes. Sure, but why buy the new one when you could buy the old one and still get all the new games? Yeah. Like, you can get a 1X, you know, for yeah, I, 150 I bucks by... That is a good point. Fall. Maybe 200 but... But hasn't Xbox sort of made it clear now that they care more about you joining the Xbox family than, than which box you do it with? Oh, I so, I don't care that that's yeah. the case. Like, I, I think it's good. I think yep. it gets them more people. Um, I just so, don't think it's going to influence people to buy the new one. Yeah, right so... Away. And the thing is, like, I think we need to start getting used to the idea that the the console wars in terms of like which box sells more is a thing of the past and because if people switch to the xbox ecosystem and they might hold off on buying a, a series x for a while but they might get the one x and then be able to play all this new stuff for a year and have game pass and all that everything that comes with that has an xbox won that consumer at that point because they got them in and they're now paying that, you know, whatever a month for uh, Game Pass and Xbox Live and all that type of thing. Plus, they're buying, you know, well, they don't, I guess they wouldn't need to buy uh, Halo and, and Forza with, uh, with Game Pass. But they're into the ecosystem at that point, and they can upgrade when there's a $100 price drop on the Series X. And cool, they're still going to be buying Xbox games, which, by the way, is where Microsoft makes their money. So, and, and, hard, and uh, accessories more so, even. So I, I think that's just more where it is. And, and I think we, you know, I know there's going to be, because it's the horse race and all that stuff, people are going to care like which box sells better. But I, I don't know that that's as relevant as it used to be. That's just me. Sorry. I, I know it was just a question. I had to give like a huge answer. So. Yeah. Um, sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> Do you think that Game Pass is going to influence people to buy the next gen X? Oh, yeah. No, no, I, I already talked about it. I said, um, I said yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I, oh, I talked. You didn't have a three-minute, like. No, I, I know. I'm, I'm owning it. I talked that damn long, and we forgot Graham answered it. So, anyway. Uh, That's what I mean. I'm I guess. Like, I'm, I don't know all right, we'll do one more because okay. it fits right out on the backside. So, Casey, you get another question in. Uh, how much would the new consoles have to cost for you to not buy them? Mm. <laughs> Who wants to go first on this one? Like not buy it right away. Yeah. 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 
I would say 700 would be too much. Okay. How about for the PlayStation? Um, probably same thing. Okay. Like, I, I don't think the PlayStation will be as powerful, mm-hmm. so it should be cheaper, but they might have other things to make up for for it, mm-hmm. so I'm going to say the same price. Okay. Steven? At, at 600 I am questioning, yeah. because uh, when just I said the timing... I meant, I meant Canadian. The timing yeah. means I'll be doing something where I don't know if I'm going to be able to work, which means I don't know how much extra money I'm going to spend. So, mm-hmm. you know, the more expensive that box gets, the more I don't, I'm not able to buy it right away. So 600 is going to be, be kind of tough to swallow. Um, anything more than that's going to be, I'm out. Yeah. So for me, it's because I'm with you, Graham. I, I think the PS5, while powerful, won't be as quite as much of a beast as the Series X. So I, I, I'm gonna have a really tough time going in on a PS5 at more than 500. I'm gonna have a, a tough time going in on the Series X at more than six. And so. I think it depends how what games come out with it. Mm-hmm. If there's not a lot of games, then I am not stomaching that price. And I'm especially not six hundred dollars to play one game. Exactly, I am one hundred percent with and you. PlayStation, especially. Yep, I am one hundred percent with you. And I, I don't know that we're going to get anything because we we know we're getting Last of Us on the on the four, right? And we know we're getting Ghost Spider-Man of Tsushima too. on the four. So, it's I, I don't know what's going to be there at launch for them to say. Here's a tentpole franchise that you all know and love that you have to have now, and only on it's only playable on the five. So uncharted, we will know a hundred percent what we're doing five months from now. Oh, for sure. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's tough to say, but but MLB the Show was one of the games that got me to buy a PS4 last time, and that is not going to be a, a thing anymore because it's going to be on everything. So well, as long as they keep God of War on there. And maybe if they bring it to PC like they're doing with some of their games, mm-hmm. then I won't need to get a PlayStation. Yeah. All right. Wow, it's at eight hundred bucks and chat. Yeah. Yeah. For the PlayStation, really? You'd spend eight hundred dollars on a PlayStation. That's okay. No, that's the answer to what you wouldn't spend. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well. Well, um, so thank you guys uh good episode um as always we thank our patrons thank you guys on on patreon thanks to all our patrons uh special shout outs to those that are at the certain tier uh carlos al williams michael florian grant pfeiffer damian satevsky and casey bright uh appreciate all you guys you guys get your name shouted out at the end of episode but thank you guys to all our patrons we can't do the stuff we want to do without you guys Especially like going to E3, and that's coming up very quickly. Yep. So, mm-hmm. and there's other stuff we want to go to this year. We're 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 holding it in right now, but you know we'll, we'll hopefully talk about it later. So, anyway, um, join the community. Head on over to thegaminghub.tv for the links to everything. But real quick, Facebook, the Gaming Hub forums, uh, Twitter at Gaming Hubcast, uh, here on Mixer, Mixer.com/slash/the underscore gaming underscore hub. Hit follow, spend sparks, come hang out. It's uh, it's a good time. And finally, patreon.com slash gaming hub for as low as $2 a month to get bonus content and just help support the show and the community and help us grow. So 
that uh, would be awesome if you would choose to do that. All right, guys, let's get out of here. This has been episode number 196. We'll be back next week with 197. Until then, have a great week, everybody, and we will talk to you soon. Care, everyone.